Joining us on the line from Scotia McLeod Pyle Group, we say hello to Andrew Pyle. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, John and John. Uh, this uh, looks like this could be our last uh, financial update for the uh, year 2018. Yeah, it's time been... flies when you're having fun. Eh, <laughs> really so much. Uh, it has been an interesting year. Uh, we've had uh, really a lot of things to talk about this year. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm looking back a year ago, John, when we were talking at this, I think probably the same time about what, what was likely to happen. And, you know, you and I were joking that, you know, obviously there's no crystal ball that you wouldn't be able to say to people, you know, the market's going to be up this year or down. But I think what we did say is that the, the markets were probably going to be a lot more volatile. And, in fact, that's exactly what happened this year. It was a very, very whippy year for most markets. Up and down quite a bit. Does that mark a good year for the financial industry, or is that bad? Depends on who you talk to, John. If you talk to traders that make their money by coming in out of the market, they, they actually like volatility. Right. Uh, for the vast majority of investors, including those that are listening to the show this morning, John, I would say the opposite, that volatility is not good. It creates anxiety. It's created a lot of uh, anxiety amongst investors in terms of the safety of their investments this year, and, and also anxiety around business owners and consumers as to what the state of the economy is. And whenever we see things get more volatile, it's usually a sign that perhaps the cycle or the economic cycle is about to change. Globally, what do you think the uh, the biggest story of 2018 would have been? Well, I would say probably the biggest story would, would be, and it's, it's an ongoing story, unfortunately, John, and that is the trade spat between the United States and China uh, and just how the whole idea of trade protectionism came back and became a household word once again where – it really wasn't. For the longest time, we've seen trade agreements um, over the last couple of decades, and we we haven't seen a lot of this. You know, it's my it's my neighborhood, and and you know, I'm going to put up the walls against your products. Uh, so that was a big story, I think, this year. And again, it's it's one that's going to go into next year. And I think the other one that will continue uh, is Brexit and the fate of the United Kingdom in Europe. For Canada, I would suggest is probably the. Uh, you know the death of NAFTA and the rebirth of the the the, uh, the new agreement. Yeah, I think so. I mean, NAFTA the the future of NAFTA really hung over Canada uh, for most of the year. Uh, going into the summer, John, it was one of the reasons why our stock market could not keep up uh, with the U.S. markets. And while NAFTA is now gone, and we do have this new agreement in place, it really isn't totally in place yet until it's ratified. So yet again, John, we're talking to the Bay about a major story that continues in the 2019. We're hopeful that this agreement will be put in place, but there is no guarantee, not at this point. It's interesting that we leave 2018 with uh, uh, China and Canada embroiled in a political spat that could have economic uh, uh, you know, results. How, how badly could China hurt us if if this political situation doesn't get resolved well i guess the good news is john we don't have a ton of trade with china it's not it's nowhere close to what we have with the united states um having said that if you go back to september of this year canada saw actually the best trade volumes with china on record so for all of the the spats that are taking place towards the end of the year it was actually a very positive year for canada in terms of diversifying away some of the trade mm. uh, concentration it has with the states. Um, can this impact Canada negatively? Absolutely. Um, it's a very ironic uh, development because this really stems from something that is actually more U.S.-China than Canada-China. 
Um, but I think it's, it's reflective of what we saw during the year. And, and, and keep in mind, we also saw this with Saudi Arabia and Canada uh, earlier in the year, mm-hmm. um, how, a, how a political spat can become economic or market-related. Uh, so unfortunately, I think this is a world that we now live in, John, where these geopolitical tensions are rising, uh, and it brings focus to what the impacts on the economy could be. What's your tip for investors going into the new year? I think the biggest tip I could give, John, is that, again, echoing what you and I have talked about before, that, you know, we're getting close to the end of this cycle. And what does that mean? It just means that at some point over the next couple of years, few years, or even this year, um, it would not be surprising to see the North American economy slip into some type of a correction or recession, whatever word we want to use. Um, and that's something that you want to start preparing for now. I think looking at your portfolio, looking at your own situation, whether it's debt, um, you know, the safety of your job, all these types of things, and just taking stock of where you are, being thankful for what you've got, but also being wary of what could be a different, uh, different environment 12 months from now. So it's, I guess it's step cautiously financially into 2019 and make sure your house is in order. Yeah, I think I used the term the other day, John, constructively pessimistic. Okay. Andrew Pyle, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Andrew, of course, is the uh, Senior Wealth Advisor for the Pyle Group, Scotia McLeod. Uh, and uh, Andrew, have a great Merry Christmas to you and your gang. Merry Christmas, John and John. You guys have a wonderful holiday season. We'll see you in the new year.